We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. So far with special guest Reese. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to ruin your. I just wanted to ruin your podcast. <laughs> Let me have it. <laughs> was that? Was that? A real no, one? it was just me blowing a raspberry. That's what he says. It was me. It was me blowing a raspberry. Sure, you'll never know. <laughs> you'll live the rest of your lives wondering. No, I won't wonder. No, I'm just, <laughs> you're lucky we don't have smell-o-vision. <laughs> I did mention that I ate those spicy chicken uh, wings. Sorry, do you do your podcast? Uh, Hurry up. Uh, you're... <laughs> Get back to work. Oh, oh, oh God. Bloody funny. All right. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. All right, episode four. Here we go. G'day, Hill Climb Racing 2 listeners, and thanks for tuning in for the fourth episode of the Oz NZ Community Podcast. Okay, let me catch my breath for a second, guys. It is the episode we have been waiting now for a few weeks, and it's finally here. What a cracking episode we have for you tonight. I'm so excited, I can hardly hold my nerves. Because HCR2 lovers... As you all know by now, our special guest for this week's episode is none other than the boss man himself. FS, or Fingersoft, Reese is in the house. He will be joining us very soon. I'll get him, I'll introduce him very soon. But first, before we start, I actually want to thank Mori for stepping in in our third episode uh, to cover for me as I had some real life uh, commitments to attend to. Um, all is well. And so thanks very much, Maury, mate. Um, I'm actually surprised I've still got a hosting job after such a fantastic effort uh, that you conducted with Boulder as a special guest. So thanks, Maury. What a great show that was. And had fun listening to it too, believe it or not. It was great. Okay. Um, Let's welcome our co-host to the show, as always. Uh, Welcome, Pete, Eva, Alpha. And, of course, Maury is going to be joining us for this very special episode. And wow, guys, what a treat we have tonight. Can you believe it? Reese is here. He's on our podcast and he's going to be joining us soon. Thank you very much, GTR. What a bloody big episode we have planned for you. It's all definitely a big surprise having such a big name in so early. Like, I can't believe it. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible. Eva, Unbelievable, mate. What, how, how are you tonight, mate? I'm doing Welcome. well, doing well. Have had a crazy week or so, but um, glad to be here and glad to have um, the people around us that we have and um, really looking forward to getting stuck into I mean, just to ask Reese some nice questions and, you know, um, see how we go. Beautiful. Alfie, how's it going, Yeah, not mate? too bad, GTR. Just 
been playing hill climb the entire day. I suppose you've wasted a, a couple of hundred gems on the um, round three of the Fingersoft GP. I actually mate. didn't, because I had quite a lot of stuff to do that day, so I had no time. Uh, very good. Uh, Murray, good to have you here. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, I, you can't get rid of me now. After last week, I got after last time, I got a bit of a taste for it. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was um, great to, to host that, and it, it's it's been a lot of fun coming up to this um, podcast. The stuff we've been doing, you know, in preparation for it, it's been quite good. It's good that Reese has actually bought out of his mind enough to come on our podcast. <laughs> Too right, mate. No, we, we're all looking forward to it. We've been pumped up for the last couple of weeks. Even keeping it to ourselves was a was a mission and a half, you know. Um, you know, trying to not tell anybody or let it slip within the server or anything like that. It was, it was, um, it was a mission trying to keep it to ourselves, but we did it and we announced it, and here we are. We're about to get him in. Right. Right then, let's not waste any time. Uh, let's get the man in here himself. Again, say a big warm g'day to us. It is with great pleasure to introduce Mr. Fingersoft himself. Well, maybe not himself, there's a few others, but the one and only, all the way from Ulu. Is that how you pronounce it? Ulu, Finland? <laughs> Mr. Fingersoft. <laughs> Just 170 kilometers south of the Arctic Circle. Officially, our first international guest on the show, it's F.S. Reese. Welcome, Reese, to the podcast. Hi, guys. Um, wow, what an intro. Sorry, I lost it. At, at I was doing my best to sort of keep quiet throughout that. I just lost it at Mr. Fingers. <laughs> it's... A, it's a pleasure to be here as the uh, the apparent owner of Fingersoft from this point on. I, I really like how you called me boss man, by the way. You can you can continue to refer to me like that if you really want. <laughs> you and it, you and SJ, you're the you front man for it all. Yes, me, me and SJ, we work together. And by the way, it's it's pronounced Oulu. Mm -hmm. Oulu. Oulu. Thank you. For it's that a pressure. it's a softer uh. a softer O. Well, very good. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a pleasure Thanks, to be um, here with you tonight, boys. The pleasure is ours. Thanks, Reese. Yeah, pleasure is definitely ours. I'm not going to go up pronouncing that because I am terrible with names. <laughs> That's just Finnish. Nah, the the place you live, Oulu. Oulu. Like, if if you break it down, it's Oulu. Oulu. Kind of. Close enough. <laughs> no. Yeah, look, we only speak English. We don't speak any other fancy languages. Unlike you, who I think speaks like a million. F Finnish is like um, literally Elvish. That's what, uh, that's what Finnish is the language that Tolkien based uh, Elven on. Wow. Random fact. Hmm. So hang on, were you watching it when they were talking in Finnish and going... Oh my god! I know what they're saying. No, 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 no. He just uh, he just copied like a lot of the words, and approximated them, and apparently he like borrowed the 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 grammar structure and stuff like that. I don't know. Read the Salmarillion or something. <laughs> I did, and I, I couldn't. I'm, I'm sure there's a Wikipedia entry out there that'll help you out. But yeah, 
I'll pass. I'd rather spend more time playing Hill Climb Racing 2, to be honest. Yes, that's that's good. Do that. <laughs> Speaking of um, HCR2, let's get into some let's get into some news and, and Reese, you can uh, chime in anytime you you feel the need oh, to, yes. mate. When we uh, go for our little HCR2 little game, maybe you've heard of it. Yep. <laughs> well, yes. Well, don't you worry. We have bloody have heard of it. That's for sure. Um, now, just um, some news. Uh, Turkai, the um, top team from Turkey, has uh, just recently been reset. Um, uh, not sure how many bands have been confirmed, but there was one band confirmed uh, from Turkai, and that was um, Iso Curry. He he was permanently banned by Fingersoft on the 11th. Uh, sorry, on the 24th of the 11th, and he was permanently banned. A couple of other bands. Um, a little Indian friend. Um, Ayan, there's Aran, Aran, Ayan, popped up with at least another five, six accounts, and all has been banned by Fingersoft after the Fairplay server has been reporting his activities to uh, the support team, and all his accounts so far have been permanently banned. Right, on to the Fingersoft GP. Eva, take it away, mate. What a what 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 a, what a great start to the gp like the, the first round was incredibly difficult like I, I i quite liked it but it was it was not easy and i don't know how i got through it but man you want to get a start on yeah the GP? what can i say it was one of those things it was um the first round was extremely terrible um but it was only followed by the second round which was even more terrible and the third round was just really hard but in saying that... Sounds like you need to get good. <laughs> in saying that, I must say, the first round, as terrible as it was, I still strived to do well, and I still did reasonably well. I was pretty happy with my result. The second round is probably going to get stuck in my mind forever, because it was Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I must I say, you know, being the age that I am, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm older than 40, you know, the reaction time's not what they used to be. Um, having three rounds of Kanga was not, not fun, but the one thing I've been doing over the last 12 months since the last Fingersoft GP was working on my Kanga. So, you know, I was happy that it was there and I was happy that I was better at it. But um, I'm not looking at the, the events and going, damn, that was terrible. I'm looking at the events going, I'm glad they were hard enough that everybody had trouble with it, not just me. So I reckon, yep. in that Very regard, I reckon they did a really good job. Um, and I'm not saying that because Reese is on, uh, but it helps. <laughs> you, you can say whatever you want because I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, that's not true, Reese. That's you do have Velky, something to do with it. And, and, and Velky is a bit of a sadist, I think. So uh, she's, uh, she's really, really vicious when it comes to designing those those difficult challenges that, that was that was the best thing about it everybody was saying about this that and everything else and i looked at it and went well we're all we're all playing the same game with the same settings and the same everything else and if some of the bigger guys are saying hey this is really hard well hey if i'm struggling i don't feel so bad i can give you a bit of a behind the scenes if you want because i do know someone who is helping out with this gp <laughs> if you've forgotten that and it's not oh, reese that's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't do much, no. Part of what they've done is um, to try and equalize it, because if you run everything at max um, GP, then all the 
the top guys, that's what they've been running for so long that they know how to exactly. run everything. Whereas pulling it back makes it really hard for things. Now, some of the stuff that they've come up with, I mean, even I've had a good laugh at the, um, you know, the you, you're stuck in Australia and the dirt's gotten into your gear and the suspension now is not working. That was just a cracker. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, but it is it is to equalize it by pulling everything back a bit. I actually spoke to to Velky the other day, and uh, she was saying that like she's she's worried about running out of ideas, and I'm like, don't don't overthink it, you know, because the the easiest way that like if you just make a, a track where everyone can go fast, everyone's going to be happy, you know. So any of this sort of extra extra thinking that you're doing is just like icing on an already good cake. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be brain bending it doesn't need a 10 page wikipedia law entry you know but uh the fact that they go out of their way to do that it's uh it's really inspiring at least in my opinion oh it's good fun to be part of the process yeah you know what it was it was lots of fun and you know like 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 Eva was saying um you know if if, if, if the top guys are some of them are struggling <laughs> You, you know, you don't feel so bad about your uh, time, yeah. that's for sure. And, you know, like, I I'm, I was never going to be in the top 100, but I finished better than I did last year um, by a, f a fair few places, I might add, and I was happy with that. So, um, you know, and that's all I can... Does that have something to do with the amount of people that actually entered this year? Oof. You know, once we passed the top 1,000, it was getting into the top 400. Um, yeah. That's right. Exactly. I mean, let, let's be honest. Yeah. You weren't going to beat yeah. Linus. No, 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 no. Like, so well, it's, it, you, you got to you got to sort of temper your expectations. It, it's good that it's, you improved. He's looking very, very good. I think he's won the last couple of um, uh, tracks. But Linus won the last. Him and, yeah. Yeah. Zorro's been up the top. I, Zor yeah, Zorro's. I up think the top. I think Linus yeah. uh, Linus and Zorro are probably two of the best all around hill climb racing to players like yep. if you sort of yeah if you sort of like judge someone by their like all around skill like some people are better at certain things obviously but uh i, I would definitely like if someone said like who's the best player at hill climb racing 2 i'd be like mm, zoro linus maybe even Verishak, because he's like very a genius at figuring out tune part combinations and stuff like that those uh those videos yeah. that he puts out uh, for for the team events and stuff, he he does that in like an hour or so after I give him the the game. Yeah, yeah, they, like I've I've said this before. Like Linus, in my opinion, is the world's best player. There's there's no doubt about it. In all areas of the game, um, he's for me, he's number one. Everybody would have their opinions on on their own, but for me. He's the he's the best player in the game currently at the moment. And I think by probably taking out the GP, if he if he wins the GP, that'll be proven, I guess. Won't he it? won last so, time. Uh, no, no, Fly won it, last I time. He won last time. Legends Fly. I, I should know this. No, he won the no, first no, time. Fly. He won first, first time. He won the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, and Fly, Fly from German Legends won the uh, second GP. I should know this. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, Alpha mate. Do you want to get? Do you want? Do you have any stats or anything in regards to the GP or any records that have uh, popped up in the last couple of weeks? Mate? I supposed to have some. 
Oh, I don't know. Do you, do you have any stats? Not not specifically for the GP, mate, but anything that's popped up in the last uh, last two weeks and in regards to records. Um, I think um, Eric got the um, hundred thousand kilometer record on on desert, well, didn't he? Linus beat that. Linus yeah. has just beaten that, hasn't he? He got a hundred hundred ten kilometers, yep. didn't he? Yeah, okay. he's about eleven uh, times. And Eric has just beaten that again and got 113,000. 113,000. So they're pretty much going tab for tab. They're um, yep. they're just yeah, they're fighting it out, aren't they? Yeah. So I think somebody's going to go really, really far. Uh, in hang on, hang on. That's going to be now, practically impossible. Now that we've got Reese on the on the line, so in one of those in one of those records, is it possible for Fingersoft to check? If they hit pause for a toilet break in the hour they play, ah, uh, yeah, it is. So you can check if someone hits pause and then comes back to the game. Absolutely. Oh wow. Okay. Okay, that's very. I mean, it's 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 very easy. We, you know, the, there's uh, tons of different. We, we make the game. We see everything. We see every button you press. Yeah, lots of people think that they're real smart and they use like an auto clicker and then they get banned and they're like, I didn't use no auto clicker. And then we're like, yeah, well, how did you manage to make 6,422 misclicks in three seconds? And they're like, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we can see everything. Oh, I'm not picking my nose anymore when I play the game. <laughs> it's not like we're going to ban you for hitting pause. I mean, there's a pause function in there. Yeah. We, we could take that away if we really wanted to. Unless, of course, we use we we pause using SOS to sort of tell you what uh. we really think. <laughs> you could do that. We use, we use Morse code. We pause Morse code. Morse code. <laughs> someone someone beat Dark Souls using Morse code last week. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. No, no, I didn't. didn't <laughs> silence. No one knows what that is. <laughs> well, no. uh, sorry. This is this is some 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 nerd stuff then. But you know, speaking of nerd stuff and stats, um, I actually have a few stats here uh, regarding the you a task for that. Australian stuff. Yeah, you did. Uh, the the boys asked me to grab some random stats uh, if I could about Hill Climb Racing Two um, for the uh, the Australian crowd, and I did. Uh, I managed to bother our data scientists just a little bit. They're very busy people. Uh, but I got some stats for you. Would you like to hear them? Beautiful. Now, Sounds these great. stats are from the beginning of the year, and they actually don't include... Uh, they only go up to October. So November, which, is just, which just passed, and now December, uh, are not included in this. Just for, uh, just for clarification. But... Um, the total number of daily active users for Hill Climb Racing 2. I actually have stats for Hill Climb Racing 2 and 1. So I can I can share them. Because we, we sort of combine these uh, these stats whenever we talk about the Hill Climb Racing brand. It's it's pretty common to do. And and most users sort of go between both. But anyway, uh, the daily active user count for Hill Climb Racing 2 in Australia is 16,000. And for Hill Climb Racing 1, it's 14. So that is a combined total of 30,000. So on any given day, 30,000 people in Australia are playing uh, Hill Climb Racing at some point. And the uh, the daily new users is about 2,500. These are sort of approximations. Uh, and like total active users, like as in people who actually play the game, 
is uh, 1.1 million. And that means that about one in 25 people that you pass in Australia plays hill climb racing. That is absolutely incredible. Mm. I'm speechless. That is, that is, I would not have thought that that many people. Oh man, hill climb racing is the world's most popular racing game. Uh, we have more than it absolutely we have is. more than 50 million uh, monthly active users. So across the world, more than more than 50 million people play our game at least once a month, and uh, we are creeping up now on two billion downloads worldwide. Uh, we just we passed 1.9 uh, a month or two ago, and we'll probably hit two billion by around March. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Looking forward to the gift from Fingersoft at that time. Oh yeah, we have uh, we have big <laughs> plans because it, it it happened really coincidentally because next year is our ten year anniversary. So it's going to be ten years and two million uh, two billion sorry downloads. That's crazy. That obviously there's people who've downloaded the game multiple times, but like, uh, you know, that's like. That's just such an insane amount. No individuals downloading it a hundred thousand times. Yeah, though. exactly, right? Like it's it's nuts. Uh, it, it is crazy uh, and humbling how popular our silly little two D racing game is. It just sort of seems to touch something uh, that is universally enjoyed by people, I guess. And uh, we are we are really thankful that we have such a great audience like you guys. Well, I'll tell you what, it's. It's it's brought us all together. Exactly right. So, that's, I mean, you know, that's why I'm here. Like, I, I I saw that you guys were having this this little podcast uh, that was like this group of Australian and New Zealand players that had come together, and I was like, I I, I got to be a part of this. Uh, like, uh, I I wanna I wanna get involved. You know, it, it's fun. But I actually have a couple of little random facts that the that the data scientists pulled out. I didn't ask them to, but they they just pulled these weird facts out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read them out to you. Well, that's what they do. So the the dune buggy and and the rotator are ten percent more popular in Australia than the global average, and the bus wow. is about the same, uh, less popular than the global average, which is very disappointing. <laughs> the bus is a terrible vehicle. Even it's your favourite one. I'm leaving this podcast right now. I take back anything nice I said about any of you. Uh, the rotator, I, I take responsibility for that. That's that's. that's the bus is the me. best vehicle in the game. How do you use Kango on the bus? It just breaks apart. Get good, man. <laughs> it still breaks apart. That's the point. You got to break the bus tactfully, because breaking the bus changes the uh, the speed and aerodynamics of it. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, that's uh, what's so bad about it. Nah, 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 nah. You, you, you're just bad, just man. Good, you're just bad. Nice and predictable. It takes off quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, I got, I got some more. The, I, this is actually a hill climb racing one fact. But uh, in hill climb racing one, the beach level is more popular outside of Australia. Uh, but the seasons map is more popular there than the global average. Seasons map was really good though. Wow. That was my favourite on the seasons map. Was the um, the monster truck? Um, you could go for miles on that thing. It was like the road and the road map with the old diesel. You could, you know, you could get a, a million coins in one in one run. Yeah. Um. So seasons seasons was good, and beach yeah, beach that's... was 
Beach was, yeah, I don't know. Didn't like Beach. The most popular map in every region is the moon, for obvious reasons. In Hill Climb Racing 1, that is. Only OGs will understand. Yeah, that's how you made your money. <laughs> With the mo motocross. The motocross and yep. doing flips. Yep. Exactly. I, st I restarted Hill Climb Racing 1 four times because I'd swapped phones and I couldn't get the account data across um, on the early versions. I can't yeah. remember whether I, I didn't have uh, an account set up or something like that. I thought it was my fault, not your fault. I'm not blaming you. Um, it might have I... been either one. It's hard to say. The game's been around for 10 years. so Yeah, I rebuilt that account four times over four different devices over four and a half years. And then then there was this announcement, Hill Climb Racing 2 is coming out. And I just went, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all were. It was you heard HCR2 coming out. Like it's just, it's been um it's been an incredible journey. I think it's what been it's been five years recently. This will be the fifth year. Uh next next year will be the fifth, fifth year. Yeah. Uh it's it's really yeah. good. What's amazed me the most about Hill Climb Racing 2 is every time I'm about to put the game down, you guys bring out something else, and it makes me pick the game back up. It pulls you. It, it pulls you yeah, back. That's in the idea. Then. We uh, we aim to be the best. We are a small team, obviously, but uh, we we basically we make the game we wish we could play. You know, so we're always adding stuff to try and make you guys not get bored. Sometimes sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you swing and you miss. Sometimes you hit a home run, but. Uh, but yeah, basically, we're always trying to uh, always trying to keep things fresh and interesting. You got to Australianize that. You hit it for six. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, My that's bad. right. You, you <laughs> I've been overseas six. too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete, just before we um, move on, Pete, do you have any um, uh, comments you want to say on the current uh, public event and team event before we go on to Reese's questions and a few other things? Oh no, not the current one. I was just going to mention the um, the moon one, in like the the moon public event. The track two was in the current team event at the time. It was just good to get a practice line in, and you, if you didn't have your bus thrusters, you're pretty much no good, because <laughs> that was the the uh, what do you call it? Always winning. That was the winning combo. Bus thrusters. My alt didn't have bus thrusters. Yeah, that was in the previous team event, wasn't yeah. it? Where we had the with the, the moon. Yeah, I think they bring out a moon event every three public events or three or four, Once something like that. Man, when it's full moon. Yeah, well, it's the only way to get the moon land in the vehicle, so they have to keep bringing it back. Yeah, we 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 That's we, right. we time yeah. it with the full moon. At least we try. But yeah, the uh, yeah. it's the only way to get the moon lander, so we have to keep keep it in in cycle, basically. That's right, because you get new players uh, creating new accounts, and they want to get the um, Moonlander vehicle, and it's the only way to get it. Exactly. Yep. Although we have a, we have been thinking a while, like, should we give a better way to get the Moonlander? Because it's like only having this one way to do it. But uh, for most people we talk to, they kind of like the idea that it's kind of a, a secret vehicle. It's like a, a cool thing to finally get when you when you first start out. Like you sort of look forward to somehow unlocking the the Moonlander. Yeah, it's no, a great it's, introduction it's, it's... to the um, public events as well. I know when I was starting, I didn't bother doing the whole lot until I saw the Moonlander, and then I went, oh, there's more at the end. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's not really a competitive vehicle, except in some really rare cases. So it's like, 
yeah, yeah, it's just a, a really cool sort of reward and that sort of gets you involved and, and lets you... And, you know, the Moonland has got some funny tricks to it as well, and it's it's just a, a fun vehicle to unlock. But, you know, we're always thinking about how we can change the uh, the first-time user experience, as they call it in the biz. It's competitive in the head of me. Yeah, I was going to say, Alpha, Alpha's pretty good with it. It's definitely not bad. It, the Some of the... The, rec- the best times in the world come from using it. Like, it's uh, it's situational, I would say. It's very fun. I run cups with it every now and again just because it's so so fun to drive. Speaking of the moon events, just real quickly, is there any works to have a new public event on the moon or are they just going to keep recycling? Well, there's always works for new things all the time. It's, they're just the the moon events. They they haven't had a new moon public event for a while. What do you mean by new event? You, talk- you mean like a new? Are you talking type? about the Pete? Yeah, you talking about the type of yeah, yeah, like, like in regards event. to what they like. like it's always just a, a long jump or um, spin tricks one or it's just the same sort of deal. Is there any sort of? works going into a new one i'll tell you what i was actually i was actually disappointed that the um that the recent public event in regards to the 2k time trial didn't have a moon event on it didn't have a moon map on it sorry uh because that was lots of fun having a moon map on the on the 2km so the two kilometer um, time trial that was because you just launch whatever vehicle you're in and it just flies and it glides and glides and glides. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we're always thinking of, uh, of new kinds of events and new types. Uh, but uh, like, it, how can I say this? It's, it's difficult to sort of balance the, uh, the expectations of people who've been playing the game every day for years versus the expectations of the vast majority of people who are fairly new. Um, and so what is irritating and re- repetitious to you might actually just be because you've played the game for six months whereas most people who are fairly new to the game or fairly casual will only see those certain things maybe once a year and they'll be like oh this is interesting so yes we are working on new stuff all the time but also yes we will continue to recycle things because they're actually pretty new to most people but uh, we have a lot of ideas about the moon. The problem is the moon very easily breaks the game. Uh, you know, motocross flips infinite money. That's why when we finally brought the moon event, uh, the moon adventure map, it was with special tickets because it would just obliterate the the, uh, the game's economy. Uh, it's just unsustainable, and you get this horrifying sort of power creep i mean if, if you're a new player to hill climb racing one it's actually really daunting because everything costs millions and millions and millions of coins because everything's hyper inflated because of the moon uh we wanted to avoid that in hill climb racing two very much yeah that's fair enough i actually never played hill climb racing one so i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> well basically in hill climb racing one there was there was an uh, i don't want to call it an exploit because it wasn't but basically, um, you can just run the moon. We have like a moon adventure map. Uh, you can run it freely. And if you took the the motocross, which is like a really cheap early vehicle that flips really quickly, much like it does in Hill Climb Racing 2, I suppose, but even, even more so, 
uh, you could just like sit in place and endlessly do flips and you would just generate tons and tons and tons of money. Uh, and yeah. so that broke the economy. And so uh, whenever, and that happened like eight years ago or so. And so in the preceding years, we've had to add stuff, you know, with the, with the understanding of what people have, like how much money people are spending, you know, like the economy balancing is really complicated in video games, especially online ones that keep getting updated. So like basically everything is getting more and more and more and more expensive. But if you're new to the game and you log in, it's like, oh God, how could I possibly make this much money? But that's, that's always going to happen when the game is, you know, 10 years old and you have to balance the expectations of people who've been playing for 10 years versus the new. It's, it's always a, a bit of a give and take Yep. Yeah, no, that's a fair point, mate. Um, just um, before we get stuck into the questions, yeah. Reese, um, mate, do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself? Um, you know what, you know, just what you do and where you're from, and and just yeah, just tell us a bit about yourself uh, before you get stuck into some more serious questions. Well, yeah, I live in Oulu, uh with the rest of Fingersoft. That's uh, where our headquarters is. We do have a secondary office in Helsinki as well, which is the capital of Finland. And uh, yeah, I'm the community manager, so I I manage the community, which is you guys. Uh, um, if you're interested about what I, what I actually do, uh, it's a lot. Uh, obviously, I I help run the Discord, but basically, I just uh, I, I just sort of manage my glorious moderator team, whom without I could not exist. I know you guys are listening. Much love. Uh, please don't leave me. And uh, <laughs> the I, I also um, like run. Oh, by the way, this is all prefaced. I, I have a partner, SJ, so we do everything together. Um, he joined the team this year, thankfully. Uh, but anyway, um, so I run all the social media. So you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know that sort of thing. And we make all the posts there, and we we plan the art that we use for any of the announcements or any of the social media posts and. Like the community manager is the voice. I'm, I'm like the go-between, I guess you could say. I'm like the voice of the company, but I'm also the voice of the player base to the company. So when the company wants to say something to the player base, they go through me. And I make the announcement or the statement or the apology or the whatever is necessary. And I also am in charge of when you guys want to talk to the company, you come to me. So I collect all of your feedback. I, I keep an eye open for things like the server going down or... Uh, like really common bugs popping up or really common complaints, really common requests, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I pass those on to the devs in a way that, that they can actually read, you know, because they don't got time to read the, the random internet noise of, you know, 50 million people. So, so yeah, that's, that's my primary job. And I also do a lot of other stuff inside the company as well, just because we're a small company and we, uh, we wear lots of hats. Uh, you probably hear that if you work in a, a smaller company, but basically it means that we do stuff that's sort of quote unquote outside our job description. Like uh, the other the other episode I was listening in, one of you guys commented on the name of an, uh, an event. And when one of you was like, who comes up with these names? Well, that's me. Uh, I, I have named every public event, every team event, uh, every level, every character, uh, basically, so it's your fault. Every, every cup, every, everything, everything is me when it comes to the names. <laughs> that was actually one of my questions. Do you ever face palm after you've done it? Like, go, oh, I'll give it this name. Oh, why did I do that? No, zero regrets. Uh, <laughs> the more pain it causes you guys, the better. Uh, the only time I ever feel a bit bad is when, 
when I make a, a reference to something, right? And I'm like, I love this thing. Basically, everything in this game is full of pop culture references. You guys probably understand this. And almost every event, almost like team event, public event, or every every cup, every everything is a, a pop culture uh, reference in some way. Like I, I overthink about this stuff. And so I'll make a pop culture reference that I think is really obvious. And then like, I'll get a whole bunch of kids on Discord being like, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh God, I'm old. But <laughs> that's, that's the only time it ever hits me. <laughs> um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so I, I do that. So I name all the things. Um, I do a lot of copywriting, help help with grammar because I'm originally from Australia, which is why I'm on the podcast. I wanted to show the Australians some love. I haven't been back to the home country in a very long time, but that's where I was born and raised. And uh, yeah, I do I do all kinds of stuff. I, I even help with playtesting and, and, and give feedback and ideas and just, just lots of random stuff. That's me. It must be nice. Yeah. It must be nice to be at work and be able to hop on HCR2 and not get looked at, frowned upon for being on it. Get on my level. I get paid to play video games. I, I actually will get into trouble if I don't play enough. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I mean, oh, well, there you go. Like, like, for example, we have some games in development and uh, these games in development need to be tested. So, because, you know, if it's not fun for us, then it, who's it, it's not going to be fun for anybody. You know, if if someone makes a new a new level in in one of these new games we need to play it you know we, we can't just make something and throw it at you and if no one plays it everyone's going to be like oi someone needs to test this stuff <laughs> we're, we're we are a small company i keep saying that but uh we we only just got to 100 employees like almost four years ago now when i joined the company i was the 55th so we've uh, grown a hell of a lot in these last couple of years Incredible. Alpha, mate, do you have any, you got a question for Reese? Yes, I do. I have two actually. Uh, so the first one is, will there ever be fixed part team events? And the second one is, in the patch notes for the recent update, automa automated matchmaking was mentioned. How will this work for the for inactive teams? Okay, so the first question, maybe. We talk about this a lot. Um, like, how can I explain this? Uh, when it comes to public events, we can do whatever we want. Like you guys probably played the recent one, which was like the with all the with all the gas cans that makes you go super super fast. Like that. That's uh, that's one of my right? favorites. It, it's really Love really it. fun, but it breaks the game. You know, it's if you think about it from like a game design perspective, it's terrible. But man, it's fun. You know, like there's just some things that are just stupid dumb fun, and we can put any and all of those crazy dumb ideas into team events because we don't really team events are like a casual a, a casual kind of thing where everyone sort of comes together and has a bit of fun together in a, in, a, in a lobby you know but team events is where things get sweaty we want you to like this is the get good area you know like the, the, it's the dark souls of <laughs> oh, i can't believe i made that meme but anyway you know it's it's where it's where we, we want you guys to actually try really hard. And that's why the team events are often really, really difficult. Because that's by design. And when it comes to that, we also don't want to restrict you guys too much. Because yes, if we made every 
like if there was fixed parts and fixed vehicles, it would even the playing field, but it would also restrict your creativity and your sort of ability to sort of for the best. Because like, you know, part of the part of being the best isn't just having the best reflexes. It's being able to actually come up with the best usage of cars, tunes and parts and, and, and marrying all of those sort of things together. You know, it's not just about being good. You also have to be smart. And if we take away the smart part, like, is that, are you really the best? And the answer is probably no. So it's like, it's one of those things that we're not really sure we want to tinker with too much because it's, we, we consider the building meta part of skill. Uh, and for your second question. You, you mentioned team events um, getting sweaty. Um, you know, yeah. that's the, the, the thing. Do you actually expect people to get so serious about it? No. Like, I'm not. Yeah. It, we expected you to get serious because we were serious. Um, when we were playtesting, uh, by the way, I'll, I'll come back to your question if I haven't forgotten you, but uh, tangent time. When we were playtesting the team's mode, like before it went live, you know, we were all sitting in a room together and we all just started yelling at each other, swearing and cursing and shouting and cheering. And because and, and we were just, it, it was like playing Mario Party when you were a kid, you know, like it, it's, it was just really fun multiplayer. And we started getting really serious, trying to beat one another. And we're like, this is great. Uh, we, we knew we had a winner, you know, like it was just immediately fun. Uh, but we did not expect you to be this serious. <laughs> like the, uh, the dedication of you guys blew us away. Like not only, not only do you guys play so ridiculously well, like, oh my God, but like, we did not expect you guys to sort of create this gigantic uh, hill climb racing Discord uh, diaspora of of people, of small communities that sort of you know e each team has its own server and they have their own mini community and subculture and like it's it's been incredible. The the reception is far beyond anything we have expected and we have actually sort of struggled to keep up with you guys because you're so you're so crazy about this game uh, and it's like wow uh, and so we're we're doing our best to sort of scale up that's why we keep hiring more people so we can give you more things faster but yeah that's that's part of the reason why and uh about alpha's other question if you're inactive you're going to get dropped end of question um <laughs> but and that's by design um but yeah automated matchmaking is something we can go into either now or we can we can bring it up later i don't know if you guys have any more questions about that because it's an upcoming feature do you want me to go into it now or do you want to wait there was a lot of questions a lot of them were um how do you fix this debacle and uh, some of them were a bit more um uh, a bit more question like um but yeah there was a lot of um interest in the matchmaking and how it actually all is going to work okay well um, I mean, basically, I, I guess I can just outline it to you now because no one really knows. This is a, a scoop for you guys. But uh, basically, we're going to begin by... We, we understand that there is a, a huge problem with what you guys call sharking. Uh, see, this is another one of those things we just didn't expect you to take it this seriously. People start matchmaking in shifts to try and game the system to get better win-lose results. Like, that's just nuts. So... Um, we're going to bring in a system of automated matchmaking. This is going to be in beta because uh, this is actually really difficult. 
Uh, making games is hard, and especially making matchmaking algorithms is, is very difficult. So we're going to start with the CC division because this is where the problem is the most uh, obvious, and it's also where uh, we'll get the best feedback uh, about this sort of stuff, right? Because the CC division is, you know, the best of the best and the most active of players. So it's uh, if, if it works and if everything comes together, then we can decide if we want to keep it to CC only or if we want to expand it to other divisions. But we're not sure yet. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be a work in progress thing. Um, but anyway, basically what's going to happen is matchmaking will be automated. So it will... There is like some sort of skill-based matchmaking that's to do with like your scores and your win-loss ratio and that sort of stuff. So it should match you with a team that's approximately the same skill as yours. I have to use words like should and approximately because you can never be sure. And also the, the skill disparity within the CC division is, is pretty crazy. The top 10 are like, woof, <laughs> compared to the, the, the bottom of the division. The divisions themselves might even get some reworking later on. You know, this, this game is, it evolves, it changes. I just want to give a shout out to our, our Aussie Dev team, mate. We um, we finished uh, 15th for the first time in history, our highest ever ranking in regards to last season. So, well done, boys. Top effort. It was, um, it was a mighty effort, mate. We finished 15th. Amazing. Good job, guys. But uh, but yeah, what I was saying was uh, basically. So yeah, it's it's as simple as that. Matchmaking will match you with a team that is approximately the same skill level as yours, and you will have no choice but to play them. If you don't play. That's an option, but you will lose and you will be deranked. That's that's just how it is, uh, and and that's that's basically uh, how it, it's planned to go. If you're playing CC division and you're losing every match, and then you get dropped to division one, does it refresh? Like, because because you've lost your whole season, you'll be playing against other teams in division one that have also lost. Or does it refresh every season? Well, you mean as in like the whole win-lose ratio kind of matchmaking thing? Yeah, the, the matchmaking. I don't believe so, no. I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I, I don't even know exactly how the devs plan to do this. This is very complicated. But uh, I would assume not. I mean, where there is some sort of algorithm, there will always be ways to manipulate that algorithm. You know, you can manipulate your Google search results if you know what you're doing. That's why SEO is an entire uh, profession now. That stands for search engine optimization. And any good company who works online has SEO professionals whose job it is to manipulate Google search results in that company's favor. So uh, some, some degree of manipulation from very clever people is inevitable. It just cannot be fixed. But basically, if you are in a CC division, you want to win. You want to be up there. You're playing for the prestige. Most people in CC have max GP. You know, they're, they're, they're playing for the competition. They're playing for the gameplay, you know. Uh, so if... If you're just if you're just manipulating your results for rewards, then you're not really playing the game to have fun anyway. So what what can we do? You know that that if you want to, some people choose to derank themselves all the way down to bronze just for the lols. You know, it, it's it's if they want to do it, they can do it. Yeah. The biggest challenge is if we if a team gets reset mid season, uh, that means that the the matchmaking will be lopsided. But uh, in that case, uh, at least at the moment, the working idea 
is uh, what we think is pretty fun because we store everything that you do. You know, the whole game has ghosts and everything. Uh, is that you could, if you were matched against a team that got zeroed, then a cool, fun thing to do would be to have you race the ghosts of champions past and have you race against a former teams from the from the Hall of Fame's uh, from the Hall of Fame's like uh, run, basically. So their their ghosts will still be active, um, regardless of whatever division they're in. So you're saying that with this new ghosting um, uh, mode coming in, the system, their their ghosts will still be in even even if they get no. reset. Uh, well, I mean, yes. If if your team gets reset, that your ghosts are still in the system. But if you're banned, then we don't use them. Like a team reset is very different yeah. to ban. If you're banned, you're just outright deleted from the leaderboards. Like. It, if, okay, if, if the, 10 the, people on a team are 50 system. feet, those 10 get punished, but the other 40, their accounts are fine. That's why teams get reset instead of just outright deleted, because, you know, we can't we can't very well punish everybody who's not guilty. So, like, some if, if you're in a team that has had cheaters, that means that that team's position on the leaderboard is invalid because it reached that position through cheating. So the team has to be reset. You can choose then to stay in the team and bring it back up to a position that it deserves without cheating, or you can go to a different team. But you yourself are not punished in a way that you're banned unless you actually cheat yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't like cheating. Yeah. Nobody does. We know you don't, mate, and we know you're out there to get them. As, this is the Fair Play server as well. That's a shout out to my boys. Um, we're all against um, cheating and fairness to play. We we uh, strive for it every day, mate. We don't we don't we don't like cheaters, and um, we do everything in our power to um, stop the cheaters of the world uh, getting that extra. Advantage. Yeah, so do we. It's a it's a cat and mouse game, and I wish they'd just stop. Just have fun, guys. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just. Talking about leagues, Reese, just going on from leagues. He was saying what they can get away with. Yeah. Just going on from leagues. Um, uh, do Figusoft have any future plans in regards to the update and the system of leagues and the structure of leagues? We we see teams getting promoted, demoted each month like a seesaw and kind of like a continuous cycle. How how will Figusoft? Um, improve the league system. Are, are there any future plans to do so? As in regards, for example, could we split up the CC division um, in regards to like Harvard, like have 50 top 50 teams will be the CC division, and the next 50 teams is now going to be Division One, or the top 32 will be CC, and then the last remaining will be Division One. Well, yeah, sure. We, we always have plans to change everything. I mean, you guys said it yourself, you know, the game now is completely different to what it was five years ago. It didn't even launch with Adventure, it was only Cups. Like, uh, <laughs> the game the game is continuously changing. Uh, so we always have plans and ideas of, of ways that we can improve things. But do we have concrete plans to change anything yet other than what we have set? No. But there are tons of uh, plans that are, like, work in progress. Do not expect leagues to be the same in in the next in the in the years to come. You know, it will grow, it will change along with the game itself. Yep. No, nothing Beautiful. in this game is considered fixed except for Bill. He's not going anywhere. 
Bill and make proper. He's not going. I want to know who is Kerberos and can I be his friend? Well, you'd have to ask Cerberus that yourself, um, but he's not very talkative right now. He's uh, <laughs> he's in development. Although, to give you a serious answer, uh, we're we're having our own bot made for the server. Uh, it's being programmed by the very talented Solus, and uh, hopefully, it will be our one-stop shop for all of our bot needs in the future. My cousin says he doesn't talk much either. No, he's, he's very quiet. Either, um, do you have any uh, questions, mate, for uh, to start off? Yeah, here? I've got one of my own, actually. Um, Hit me. I have been listening to the, the blow-off valve sound, and the more I listen to it, the more it echoes in the toilet, because I start the game up in the toilet a fair bit. That's a long story. But um, <laughs> the more it echoes around the toilet, the more I think I'm hearing the words Fingersoft as it's going... It's the, the, the turbo flutter, right? Yeah, the turbo flutter, yeah. Yeah, so there's actually a really funny story to do with that. Uh, see, the history of this company is is, is long. It's 10 years old, uh, which is not that long for most companies, but it's like ancient when it comes to video games, right? And uh, this, this company, for those who don't know, was founded by one man. His name is uh, Tony Fingerus. And, and a Fingerus, Fingersoft, haha, that's where the name comes from. He, he basically founded this this company in his bedroom. Uh, it, it's the whole, I made a company in my mother's basement, but in, in Finland, we don't really have basements. But anyway, so he just started this company on his own because he just loves to make stuff. He's always been making video games since they existed, basically, since he could program. And he, he, he made Hill Climb Racing 1 on his own. Uh, and... As the game grew, he hired a couple other people, and I think basically around launch, the, the, the Hill Climb Racing team, Fingersoft, was like five, six people. Uh, and it stayed that way for a long time. It was Nobody expected this little funny little physics game that he made to, to blow up like this. Like, it was just, what? He won the lottery in, in, in many respects. So anyway, uh, when Tony was making this game, he didn't have any sound effects. He didn't have any money, you know? So... He used placeholders, and the placeholders that he made were Tony himself recording in a microphone. <coughs> Those kinds of vroom vroom noises, crash noises, right? That was just him. And of course, the turbo flutter. Like him making that noise. And what you hear when you boot the game is that recording of Tony making the turbo flutter sound from the original build of Hill Climb Racing 1 ran through a synthesizer. That is very cool. That is extremely cool. Right? We we really wanted to have, like, when we redid the... Because we changed our logo a couple of years back, uh, and that was, like, a huge process. It took a very long time. We, we were never really happy with it. We kind of looked like a, a company that makes, like, fax machines or something it was a very boring logo we want to make the logo more fun and more more cartoony we make cartoon racing games the logo should look like a company that makes cartoon racing games you know and when we did that we're like we're gonna have like a cool animation so that people see the new logo when the game boots up give us give people you know this is a game by fingersoft and and any game by fingersoft in the future will sort of open up if you've played a game by supercell you probably know their little jingle as well we did that and we we're like what 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 is the, what is this what what sound is fingersoft you know, like how, how, what can we possibly 
do? What do we make a little a little jingle, a little sound? Like what is what is us? And then of course we're like, well, cars. We do cars. And then, you know, and 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 so we just we just sort of turn this idea over and over and over again in the in the marketing department and eventually someone had the the genius idea sadly it wasn't me to use tony's flutter like turbo flutter sound ran through a synthesizer and uh, we got that made and the rest is history there it is so it's not someone okay. saying finger soft but that is a happy accident <laughs> well i'm gonna draw a bridge from that to I actually have now liked the page, the Instagram page, and I was going to talk about your release picture that you posted in the Fingersoft server, in the Discord Fingersoft server, the new release, the updated release. Oh, right. There was two um, two back-to-back. One of them had Bill's um, sh- silhouette on it, and then the other one said the new update was rolling out, and it had this mm-hmm. overspill, fun rig, etc., I look at detail. I'm a detail person, right? And below the taped-on poster, it says MK1 plus Kanga forever in a big love heart. And then yeah. on the release one, someone's put a no Kangas kangaroo sign over the love heart. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, is this new this new adventure track, is it going to be something we can't Kanga? um it is going to be difficult to kanga actually but that is that that is is not what we were trying to say that is all me uh i was just trying to to make a funny joke okay uh there is really no deeper meaning to that uh if if you look elsewhere you'll see that there's a two is greater than zero uh symbol and that is an ancient discord meme from uh, a time way back when uh when we had a an offer and there was like an error in the offer and many people simply got two gems instead of the skin that they were supposed to get and people were complaining and me in my infinite stupidity i said well two's better than zero and that became an instant meme (laughs) so so we uh i'm never gonna let it go and people keep bringing it up all the time so uh i snuck that in there and if you look at any of the uh the art i take great pleasure in hiding all kinds of little easter eggs and in jokes and stuff in them i i really annoy our marketing artists they're incredibly talented but uh yeah i'm always like no no no, no. i want this here and i want that there and they're like what does this mean i'm like Shh, no questions just do it uh and let's just say that that two image progression it's not done yep. yet okay then there is a third is the, the update's only rolling out now. Yes. Although, wait, when's this podcast coming out? Uh, the podcast is probably going to be edited on Sunday, released either Sunday night or Monday. Okay, so if it comes out on Monday, then you have one day to go before global rollout, and then you'll see the last picture there. Yep, perfect. Perfect. Oh, but, but speaking of kangaroos, this is a... A little a little scoop again for you guys but uh there we may or may not be including some australian fan service next year around australia's special day that may or may not evoke that animal hmm you're specifically talking about australia day next year i am not specifically saying anything <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. 
You can interpret that okay. how you want. Yeah. Oh, I think we. I think we've interpreted the way we we think we want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it works for me. I'm 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 out here dodging questions. Nah, cool. Pete, mate, you're up. You want to ask the uh, next Keep question? Keep them coming. I'd like to know how many hit crew do you have, and do you have any anyone in mind to be next? Uh, I think we have about thirty now. Um all told i should know this because i just sent out like a huge collection of packages to everybody who's in the pit crew uh you can probably if you're curious actually uh you and i made a video unboxing the the swag kit that we made them uh just for funsies a show of appreciation for all that the good that the pit crew do so yeah i think there's about 30 of them and uh no yeah. actually uh, well, absolutely see, nobody see one of them. really who uh watcher i think it was Oh, you saw He's, his thing. I thought I thought you were going to suggest somebody. Yeah, he sent a picture of. You, you mentioned you had someone lined up. Well, yeah, I thought you might have had someone lined up, and I reckon that more Murray might be a good good option. That sounds like a terrible idea. Let's do it. Oh, come on, Reese. Why not? Why not do it? All right then. You sold me. <laughs> why not? <laughs> In all, in all honesty, I, I, I really have to say, like, I couldn't talk up our, our, our dad any more than, than I can, mate, because Murray's the father of um, Oz and Zed, pretty much. And I just want to say that he, he's, he's more than a, can a I, great can I, can I interrupt you? A next big I, I really want to interrupt you because yep, yep, I'm just yep. screwing with all of you guys. You see, uh, Maury is really good at keeping secret. Uh, he's already in the pit crew. This is uh, the official announcement, but uh, welcome to the pit crew, Mori, as of a, about a month ago now. Oh, no way. Yeah, this is the... We, we wanted to officially announce it here, but yes, Mori is now a member of the pit crew. It's long overdue. Thank you for all that you've done. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Have you got your package yet? No, it actually arrives on Monday. Okay, so good. I've been getting the messages to say it arrives, but um, no, it was quite cool when I got that message for you and, you know, you actually asked me, oh, would you like to do this or something along those lines? And it's like, um, yes. I can't just say, oi, <laughs> like, <laughs> sign this NDA and, and give me all your personal details. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think you get too many people turning down pit crew. No, it's it's never happened before. But, you know, it, I have to give them the option. But yes, welcome aboard. It is good to have you. I have big plans for the pit crew. It's been it's been really rough uh, with, with COVID and everything, not just for me, but, you know, for everyone all over the world. Uh, but it really sort of put the brakes on a lot of plans that I had for, for the pit crew and for events and, and whatnot. But now that, uh, now that things are sort of... Getting back to normal in Finland, uh, I've sort of applied the accelerator again, and uh, you are the first of hopefully many more, and uh, hopefully we can do a bit more than just more, more, a bit more cool stuff along the lines of the uh, the swag bag that SJ and I made. It, uh, we worked really hard on those. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're really proud of what we made there. Uh, it took a long time. Uh, the, the very talented uh, art team here helped design all the cool pit crew logo and stuff like that and yeah more to come 
just 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 on that race if you want to give any shout outs to your team or or any fingersoft stuff oh they're not listening mate, by, by all means <laughs> go for it <laughs> uh, actually that's not true I, I quite often share these kinds of things and, and a few of them do listen in. I know SJ is listening. What's up, dude? Uh, SJ sits across from me, so this is, this is going to be really awkward. When you hear this, SJ, just flip me the bird for no reason. I'll understand. Uh, everybody at Fingersoft is amazing. It is the coolest collection of people I know. Uh, everyone is... We're all very much alike, but we're all very different. Uh, everyone is super talented, super creative, uh, very just just best in class when it comes to their jobs. E everyone from like the the artists who draw the marketing art that I the stupid memes that I ask them to to the guys who actually make the skins and the guys who design the levels and you know like there's one team member who one one team member who you guys should know and probably hate. Uh, you probably have a love hate relationship with him and that's Andy. Uh, and Andy makes all of the, he designs all of the team and uh, public events himself. Uh, so they're all his babies. Uh, and, and yeah, just, just everybody. It, even the people who work in finance and, and the people who clean the building and, and keep all the lights on and stuff like, uh, they're all very important. Yep, well said, mate. Um, Mari, mate, do you have any, uh, any questions? Yeah, you're up next. No, nah, well, I mean, I'll, I'm pit crew now. I can ask him. Um, off, yeah, you're off you're you're night. better than these these lesser people. <laughs> we're surrounded. By. You know, you don't have to speak with the peasantry. I've been that has been one like because I get I since the last GP when I brought in the bot to help out with it, I got so many pings of like, oh, you should be you should be this. When is it going to happen? And I'm like, I don't. It's not something you ask for. You don't ask for it. And it doesn't happen. And so then. You know, it came up and then at the, even at the start before we started this, I was trying to, you know, we were trying to get GTR to even talk about pit crew. And he was like, oh, no, I won't talk about it because, you know, here's what I think, but I won't bring it up. And so I had to message Pete just then just to say, just to ask a question about the bloody thing. <laughs> you cheeky little bugger. <laughs> I, I would have I would have just announced it out of nowhere if, if it had somehow gotten all the way through. <laughs> Uh, funny. Um, I guess I'm up, mate. Before, before uh, we'll go for one, maybe one or two more rounds of questions from us, and then then we'll get stuck into some viewer questions. Yeah, sounds mate. good. Um, but this will be my this will be my last question. Um, mine's a two parter. Right. Um, after the success of of HCR one and of course HCR two, are there any plans to release and develop a new HCR three game? And if so. Uh, are you able to give a rough estimate on that um, release date? Second part, if a new HCR3 game was developed, would Fingersoft look to expand into the console market, such as PS5 or Xbox, or any various gaming computer apps and stores on the computer? So the answer to the first question is yes. Beautiful. I, I can. <laughs> that is music. That is music to my bloody it's ears. An, it's an open secret, right. but what you guys don't know is that we have more than one game in development. I'm wow. not gonna elaborate any further. I'm like that meme. Says something, refuses to elaborate right. further, leaves. That's me. And and. And do you think any um, future Fingersoft games will get released onto the console Yeah, market? so about that, uh, 
Maybe. Again, I can't announce anything that's not been officially announced, but we're all console gamers. Uh, we, we, In fact, basically, we, we play... You can give us a scoop. It's all good. We won't tell anyone. Oh, yeah, except my boss when he finds out. And I'll bleep it out. It's hand. okay. I've got the bleep <laughs> button worked out perfectly. No, see... You're good at bleeping things. We, <laughs> we all play... We all play video games. Like we all play console games. We all play PC games. We all play mobile games. We play everything. Uh, and so, so yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. Like, for example, I'm always like, Hill Climb Racing 2 needs to be on Switch. Why won't anyone listen to me? Uh, and uh, the, the problem is making video games is really hard and also really expensive. And it's not, like, as easy as going, like, opening up the code base and going, you know, highlight all... Control C, Control V. There's your Switch game. You know it, it doesn't work like that, and it requires uh, an allocation of resources. and And the biggest resource is people, uh, and and we don't have that many people, so it, it's really difficult and really slow to do that. And every time we like, if we were to make a game for Xbox or PlayStation or Switch, uh, we'd either have to hire new people to do that and train them up, which takes time, or we would need to divert time and resources and people away from other projects so it's like it's, it's a real balancing act and this applies to to every aspect of game development it's not just for the same for us you know it's the same for anybody and like console games require a huge development sort of upkeep you know people who make halo there's like i think there's more than 500 people who work at 343 so uh so yeah it's it's a, it's a matter of scale but yeah we do talk about it and we did have previously Hill Climb Racing working on PC, uh, and we have actually made an internal version of Hill Climb Racing 2 working on Xbox. We got it, we got it running on an Xbox One. Uh, you guys won't see that, but we have played it locally on a TV in the office. Wow! And and how was that? Was it was it significantly different to the to the phone, no. or how was it, it like? How it did took it a little while like, to get feel different. The or? controls is the hardest part. Like, it, it took a little while to get used to. Like, some of us, it was like, you know, do, do you push, like, the B button and left on the D-pad for the Xbox controller? Or do you make, like, the triggers go? And basically, the, the triggers sort of felt like the, the best comparison to the analoging of the, the, the mobile screen. You know, touch the left side, touch the right side. But yeah, it, it feels about the same. I mean, have you ever, like, Chromecasted your, your, your phone to the TV just to see what Hill Climb Racing 2 looks like on the big screen? Yeah, it annoyed my family no end. We we have a we have like a projector, uh, like we have this auditorium in the office that seats like I don't know maybe sixty to hundred people, and it's like got a huge projector. And uh, yeah, we've we've definitely projected the game up onto there more than once. Gee, that would be fun. I wish I lived around your area. I'd come there for movie nights. Oh yeah, we have movie nights. Uh, we, we used to have like we have like, we we used to have you know pre-COVID and hopefully again soon. But uh, we had like uh, game nights. Like I remember one time we were having like a a, a late night game night, and I I walked. I was in a different room. Uh, I was playing uh, Sea of Thieves with some friends. Uh, really fun game, by the way. Recommended if you've got some friends to play with and want to go role playing as pirates. But yeah, we were playing Sea of Thieves in a different room and I left the room and I went to go use the bathroom and get a drink. And as I was walking down the hallway past the auditorium, I could hear this like terrible ruckus. Like there was this noise and swearing. It, it sounded like one hell of an altercation, you might say. And I, I peeked into the thing and th they, they had Smash Bros 
uh, on the on the projector screen, and everyone was just swearing at each other playing Smash Brothers. So yeah, it, it's pretty fun. Not gonna lie. So is there pop? Is is there a yeah, popcorn right. machine? No, we don't have a popcorn machine. Actually, we have a lot of toys. Uh, we have, we have like a racing simulator that you can. Spin. Can't have a movie screen with sixty people and not hot buttered popcorn on demand. You're right. I'm, I'm going to have to have. The, I'm going to bring this up in the next meeting. We, we are really missing that. But yeah, we, we have like a a racing simulator which you can sit in and it like moves and stuff when you play. And we have a ping pong table and pool yep. table yep. and like yep. all, all kinds of fun stuff. I'm but hearing no you. But no popcorn. I'm here. Yeah, no popcorn. I, I'm. I'm like, how has this been overlooked? Look, you just look. If if we have to, we'll make a collection. All right, we'll we'll organize a I collection. Th I think I think we can handle it, guys. No problem. <laughs> we don't have to do that. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe. Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll start a GoFundMe. Hey, Reese. Does everyone at Fingersoft get around on a monowheel? Sadly, not. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Although uh, scooters are pretty popular. Electric scooters. Is that the next vehicle? It's no, no, but it, that's a good idea. I've never actually heard <laughs> anyone bring that up as an idea. That's a great idea. Well, you just brought it up. Well, yeah, but I mean, as an idea for a vehicle in the game, I don't think anyone's ever said electric scooter. We, we really need to be able to play the um, snowboard and um, bathtub more often. I love that. Well, they're coming. they're coming this month. Yep. Of course they actually, are. Actually, there's a, there's a cool new event that hopefully is coming out this month, actually. I'd like to talk to you guys about. Uh, I can't promise yes, it's please. coming up because it's like super experimental tech and this is going to be down to the no fun police, otherwise known as uh, QA or quality assurance. The idea is basically that there's presents. It's Christmas themed and there's presents strewn throughout the map. And each time you hit one, you open the present and you get assigned a random tuning part that was inside the present that you can't take mm. off. And, and, and you can have multiple, multiple tuning parts, and it is absolute chaos, but it should be a fun public event. So do you mean they overwrite each other? Like if you get more than three, it starts overriding it? Or do you mean you get well, more actually, than three? Well, actually, I've seen two variants. One where they you can only get three, and then the first one drops off, and then uh, one where you can have as many as you can pick up. <laughs> that would be crazy! Wow, that is going to be um, that's going to be and like there's others like what do you, like, I'm I'm not sure how the final product's going to go because it's still in development. Like, will it will they be fixed in in a in a like will like the first present be a start boost and the second present be a, a, a jump shocks or will they be always completely random or like we're not sure yet. Please but, don't. Yeah, put we're a start boost in a like a, a present that would that's be, like. Um, an epic be troll, I know. That, that's why I said it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a funny idea. Uh, it, it completely breaks the game. It's terrible. It's uncompetitive. Uh, but it's stupid fun. Kind of like the, the last event that we had before. So I have be to fun. ask. I have to ask. You've said the words, it completely breaks the game. Is that a technical term? Is that something that... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Forgive me if I use too much jargon. But like, when I say breaks the game, I don't mean like physically breaks it and, and causes it to crash and not work. But I mean, uh, each game sort of has a game design, a game overview, like a way that it should work. And like, for example, if I gave, like, if the cars could fly, I know that they sort of do anyway, kind of, yep. if, if you play the game right. But if they could just fly, like it, 
just just freely that would break the game because you could just fly to the end and override the entire point of the game which is to navigate the track yes uh you know if there was no collision with the track then it would break the game and so in in this in this sense like being able to apply you know 20 different tune parts for no reason it's unplayable almost it's it's awful but it's also funny you know so it's like it's it's considered uncompetitive and it considers like it, it breaks the game structure if that makes sense yep now that makes a lot more sense like uh quite often uh when it comes to discussing like game features like will a dev will say this is broken uh when when referring to like a feature or a tune part like for example what is it the hot rod you, you, you notice the hot rod's missing a few parts. They yes. weren't missing originally. And then we were like, this is broken. Like, you could turn the hot rod it, basically into an airplane. Into a supercharged with airplane. wings. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it just didn't work. And so, like, that, that feature was considered broken. And the only, the only way we could fix it was to remove it because it just doesn't work. And that would be, that would be probably overcharged turbo, fuel boost, and the, the actual full extent of a of a flame throw at the end mm-hmm. all happening at the same time and you'd be launched into outer space and that's yeah, it was what you're the talking jet engine, about in... basically yeah the beta testers did have some fun with it but uh yeah no damn <laughs> <laughs> does anybody else have any uh questions for reese before we move on to our viewer questions i'm happy with no. what i've asked yep me too Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we could probably go on for a long time. And, um, yeah, we, we should probably get into some of these questions. Yeah, we've got a lot of <laughs> yeah, don't, don't overlook yeah. your audience. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what we'll do is we'll, um, we'll ask a few questions from the audience. And after that, we'll um, have a little uh, further discussion with Reese at the end. And then we'll uh, say our goodbyes from there. Um, well, I'll start off. Um, I've got a question from... Uh, OzNZ Amy, massive shout out to Amy, um, one of our most beloved players in the server. Uh, from Amy, uh, as someone who works at Fingersoft Reese, rather than just an ordinary player, what things would uh, do you think should be added, removed, replaced, or changed in the game? Yeah, she's just coming from a player perspective. Hi, Amy. Uh, that's a... That's one hell of an open question. Uh, there's a lot of things that I like and don't like about the game. Obviously, we have to remove every vehicle that's not the bus. That's that's the first thing that we have to do. Then we need to buff the bus. Uh, I think that's also highly imperative. Then what we need is like at least another 30 to 50 skins for the bus. That would be really, really nice. Uh, <laughs> in all honesty, um, you know, it's... There's, there's lots of things that uh, I, I like and dislike. It, it's hard for me to even know where I start. Like, for example, I don't like adventure very much. I don't have the patience for it. Um, you, I'm, 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 you've just won me over big time. I'm with you. Adventure is like a huge part of the game, right? But I, I just can't stand it. I think it's boring. Yes. I, uh, the, the, and like, yep, I, I don't too. have the patience to memorize the whole map and, and or to play for that long. Like, I'll play, I'll play a game on my my Xbox. Like, you know play i'll play an rpg on my xbox for like eight hours and and forget that time has moved but if i play hill climb racing in a single session like for for too long i'll start to get really 
really bored. And I think it's just because I've conditioned myself to be... Hill Climb Racing is a game that I play in between doing things. You know, it's a mobile game. So, you know, you use the toilet, Hill Climb Racing time, you know. Got to wait 15 minutes for a bus. Perfect. That's enough time for at least, you know, three or four cups. You know, that that kind of thing, right? And and the, the, the adventure time is like a really really huge investment did you see the guy did you see the video from the guy who got the first ever 100 kilometer run no i fell asleep twice it took an hour i was like bro yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's uh, I, I think that was that was that was eric message shout out to eric i rewrote myself in that time <laughs> <laughs> exactly right sure so, you did like, bro what? so it's it's like I said, it's hard to even know where to begin because I have my own opinions about these kinds of things, right? But I like to play the bus that is known. Um, I, I prefer time trials. Like just, I'm not even like a huge cups fan. I like running a level like in time trial over and over again and finding like that perfect line. Like to me, somehow that is that is uh, appealing on some sort of monkey brain level. You should join in on our daily races. I should. You. You you understand what our dailies is? Yeah, I've uh, I, a lot of a lot of uh, groups have daily races, and you guys explained them uh, in I think in your first episode on the podcast. Yeah, first episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's that that sort of stuff is is more appealing to me. Uh, I would personally love to see like if I could have whatever I wanted, if I could just like force the developers to do whatever I wanted. Uh, I I would love to see like. A couple of different vehicles. Uh, I can't even think of any right now. But obviously, like there's a a few stupid, crazy ideas in my mind that uh, that just do and don't fly. I, I would love to see uh, more focus on the community aspect. Like I, I would love us to have more uh, more options in the team. You know, better team chat. I know that the chat sucks. It's it is it is known. We are aware. Uh, you know. That sort of stuff. I, I want more community features. I'd like more, more like I'd like to be able to like connect with Discord or Twitter or Facebook or whatever and have more of that sort of stuff. You know, community manager showing his bias. I know, uh, but I, I just love the social aspect of video games. Always have, always will. Uh, this is kind of a dream job if you didn't know. And yeah, so more of that, uh, and just just more. And I mean, we are working on more. There's always more coming, uh, which is the best part of working for a game. A games developer especially if, if you're a fan of the games like it would suck to work for a games company and you don't like the games that you make but i, I was a, f a hill climb racing fan before i joined this company so i was just like hell yeah let's go so yeah th there is always more coming uh if i could do anything it would just be more of everything all the time i would hire like 200 more people and just churn out new tracks and new vehicles and new everything like every week but that's just not humanly or physically possible unless you guys start spending more money so so go buy more things please <laughs> more VIP, more we, we really need to get that GoFundMe going popcorn maker here we come <laughs> you've seen through me all right who's next uh go for it. uh yep i've got a question from F F fishy Fixy, I don't know. It's F X S H Y. His pronunciation is very hard, isn't it? I, I'm with you. I can't. I struggle with it. I'm just going to say fishy. That's a shout out to him. Um, what's your favorite part yeah, fishy, about fishy. working for Fingersoft, and what roles do you play? Hi, fishy. I get paid to play video games. That's your favorite part. Yes. That's that is absolutely my favorite part. <laughs> and you play many roles, as you said earlier. 
Yeah, I, I kind of answered this question a little bit earlier before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my, my favorite part of the game is my favorite thing about working for Fingersoft, actually, like other than you, know, you get paid to play video games if you work for any video game company. But uh, my favorite thing about working for Fingersoft is my co-workers um, and the way that we actually run the company. The company's uh, organizational structure is very flat. Uh, so, like, obviously I have a boss, but like, the boy, he doesn't tell me what to do. Like, basically, each team is sort of trusted to to know what their job is and to know that they're going to do that job better. So our bosses are more like facilitators. I'm like, hey, boss, give me some money. I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay, sometimes. But like, you know, so uh, working for Fingersoft in that way is, is really freeing. Uh, and also, uh, I love you guys, the community. Like this little this little podcast that you guys made, you know, stuff like this. I, I can't believe we have this level of, community interaction around a mobile game which is you know inherently something that you play while taking a dump you know like 99.99 percent of mobile games have zero community you know they're just sort of thought of as disposable um but for some reason hill climb racing has just brought so many people from all over the world together uh in in so many incredible ways uh it's just like hearing your stories you know why i reckon it has i reckon it's teams has brought us all together well, absolutely. There was already a community beforehand, but teams just like amplified that by a hundred. But you know, other games have team play, team modes. But there's just something about what we've made that really just makes people come together. And I'm, I'm honored and blessed uh, to to get to be your spokesperson to get to interact with you guys. Because you know, while there's plenty of very rude people out there, uh, there is also far far more incredibly respectful and interesting and intelligent people uh out there like i spend a lot of my free time talking talking to the mods and stuff uh on the discord just just chit chatting uh, just because it's it's fun i like you guys yeah it's funny you, you mentioned that about communities mate um i mean look uh, our community in particular um oz and zed um got over 500 um uh people in our discord it's it's interesting what you said that about communities because it, it brings people together and um, you, you make like like friends out of it. Like I could tell you now, like, it's, there's at least a dozen or so more people in the AusNZ server that I generally call my my real life friends, and I'm more closer with them than a lot of my other mates that I see on a weekly basis at work or any other place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we've grown very, very close. It's just it's it's just unbelievable. I just can't comprehend that this this two D mobile game has brought us all together yeah. in this it, in it's this really fashion. humbling, honestly. I mean I've been I've been obsessed with communities. Uh this is gonna be revealing my age, but I've been obsessed with communities since the nineties online, basically when they first emerged using like MIRC and ICQ and MSN Messenger and that sort of stuff. And I've always been involved in that sphere, which is why I, I this is like also partly my dream job because, you know, playing video, getting paid to play video games is part of the dream. But there are lots of things that you can do in a video game company. But for me, it's always been community and people because I, I just I just find people so interesting. And, uh, you know, many of my longest, like lifelong friends I met online and, and over the years. And, and like that sort of, I understand that kinship, you know, very, very dearly, very completely. So it's like, that's definitely, I, I'm there with you. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's like sort of the whole core of the compartment, core of the compartment, 
That doesn't make any sense. I'm thinking in Finnish. It's the the core of the concept. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny you said it, mate. No, look, we we owe a uh, special media program called Discord a lot of thanks, mate, because um, without Discord and and you know just community aspect of the game really really has shone through in the last few years, and it's just um, personally like I know myself a lot, but we enjoy. Not only playing the game, but interacting. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, I really special. wasn't expecting Discord to take off like this. I think we do have to thank um, Fingersoft for bringing out such a crappy um, in-game chat, because otherwise most of us wouldn't have hopped on Discord. All according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I when I made the Discord, Discord was not very popular. Uh, it, it was, but like mostly among sort of like hardcore PC gamers, and uh, I was just like, no, I want to do this because uh, I like using Discord in my spare time. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, abuse my position and uh, <laughs> in, insert my own hobbies into this game. And then I was uh, just astonished. I continue to be astonished by the adoption of Discord by our community. Everyone just was like, this is a great idea. They just flocked to it. I mean, we have nearly 70,000 members in the official Discord right now, and uh, I can actually see how many Discords follow our announcement channel, and there's 8,000. Oh. Wow. Yeah. 8,000 8, separate communities following our announcement channel. Like, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I, I didn't. I the vast majority of them are, are under 100 people, so it's just small groups, probably teams of 50. Incredible. Um, that's amazing, yeah. mate. Um, Laurie, you, any anyone else you want to have a, a yeah. question from? I've got a um, question from Johnny, uh, in brackets, FP. I don't know. I don't... Oh, my man, Johnny. Master shout-out. Is that like Johnny. the Johnny? Or is this a different Johnny? That is that is the, the Fair Play uh, Johnny, uh, the mod and the Fair Play server. He's, um, he's asked two parts of the question. I don't get the be- second bit, but I'll ask it. Um, does Fingersoft plan to do anything for the Max GP players? And then the second part is, can you ask Reese, do they plan on nerfing the CCEV? I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming you might. Yeah, uh, nerf is uh, an industry term. You know, you, remember, you know, like the nerf toy guns? Yep. It, it came from that because, you know, they, they look like guns, but they, they fire sort of soft darts. And when you, when you yeah. nerf something uh, in a video game terminology you basically uh, make it less effective or less powerful. Oh. Um, and, and the opposite, when you increase the power of something, is you buff it. Yep. That makes um, sense. But anyway, uh, the first question, uh, do we... I mean, um, yes? <laughs> <laughs> How can I answer that? I mean, yeah, we always have plans, but nothing... Uh, Nothing concrete, and I mean, like, everything we release is for you. I mean, we just released a new vehicle. Like, there you go. The one's like, Max. We're, What's next? We, yeah, What's we, next? we just released. What's next? We just released some new some new cups. There you go. New adventure mode is coming with this new theme. There you go. Like, everything we release is for you guys. I think he was meaning specifically the Max GP players, because there's a few people that I know of that would have, you know, 80, 90 plus million coins. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I have the same problem. I've been playing the game for years, and uh, a lot of people who were playing since before Tune Parts uh, yep. have like an incredible glut of coins, but yep. uh, like no 
no scrap. That's how yep. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, what he's asking is if we plan to sort of rebalance the economy or give uh, full full play like full GP players something else to do. And the answer is yes, but we're not sure yet. We're we're working on it. Uh, it's okay. coming. So you're saying that there will be there might be another tab to slide across. Maybe. We have tons of ideas. We have so many ideas. If, if we could implement all the ideas we have, you'd have like 100 updates a week. <laughs> um, but And the second part is uh, no. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the CCEV. No, it's, it's, it's not very fast. It's, it's a good adventure vehicle. It can be fast if you use it right. I think it's very fast, actually. I've... But it's, it's no rally car in terms of you know, speed and utility. But uh, it's, it's good. I've been using it in cups for the last month yeah. to get used to it, and it's almost pretty maxed. I think it's as fast as a rally car in certain ways. Yeah, definitely. It's faster even if you use the boost in the right way. Yep, yep. We, yep. Whenever we design a new vehicle, like the, the easiest way to make a new vehicle would just be to like, you know, copy the rally car i just swore sorry you might have to bleep that out we'll but uh, copy the rally car uh, that one that one slipped <laughs> out uh freudian slip you can see how i feel about the rally car tell us what you really think yeah what <laughs> what reese really thinks about the rally car caught live on camera anyway so we could just copy the rally car increase the speed by five you know boom job's done everyone's happy right no that's boring we we want to make vehicles that are interesting and fun to play for us because you know we make we make the video game for us and you know there's like a a a dj saying that like as soon as you're playing music or or not just dj but you know bands as soon as you're playing music for the crowd instead of yourself you're screwed like you're you're no longer doing it right and and the same can be said for video games as soon as you're not making a video game that you want to play you're making it at the requests of others it's not going to be a good game you get video game by committee um and then you end up with like feature bloat and no one's having any good times and it doesn't have an an unique event uh identity and you know that sort of thing and so so yeah we we try and make video game we try to make the cars in our video game interesting you know the the ccev has this whole this whole new ability that's completely unique and can be used in certain ways to get an advantage but it's not easy you have to know how the car works you have to know the level you need to know where to use it and you have to have some sort of level of manual dexterity to do it right and you know the the rotator is the same it has the ability to stick to the roof if you do it right and the the hot rod you know it it has the overcharging supercharger which burns your fuel and will explode if you exploit it but it's really fast if you know what you're doing you know that sort of thing yep agreed so you're saying design by community would be you know bringing back a a 90s icon uh, robocop 2 Oh yeah, it's 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 just terrible. The movie and that idea, it just doesn't work. I mean, look at look at Star Wars now. It's it's just designed by committee. You know, it's awful. Sorry if any one of you guys like Star Wars, but it's not good. And new Star Wars, new Star Wars, old Star Wars, good. New Star Wars, bad. I'll go on with one. Let's not turn the podcast into a discussion about Star Wars. Sorry, but yeah, it's designed by committee. Just never works. There's no passion. There's no love, and it's just soulless. I actually think. Reese, you're talking to one of the biggest uh, Star Wars fans that we have uh, in Mori. <laughs> Sorry, Mori. But, like, we, we love our game. And, you know, sometimes you don't agree with us. And that's fine. You know, we're never going to get everything right. We're never going to be able to please everybody. But 
as long as we're happy with what we've made and we're proud to share it with you, you know, that's that's enough for us, you know, because you just you just can't please everybody. And with an audience our size, it's just, just a ridiculous proposition. Uh, like, so, so yeah, we, we like to think of the cars as tools in your toolbox. And this sort of meta toolbox is is how you, each level is a puzzle, and these tools, these puzzle pieces that are the cars can be used in certain ways to to get through the, the puzzle better. You know what I mean? Yes, agreed. Yeah, right. I may have got a question from um, Alex in our server. OzNZ Alex, much a shout out to him. Do you know who Simon Plays is? And if you do, how scared are you of his abilities? Hi, Alex. Us? I do know who Simon Plays is. And uh, not very. Bring it on. <laughs> are, you, are you are you saying that you're better at the bus than, than Simon plays this race? not. But I am pretty good. Although I've talked about this before that like I have to be careful because if I if I really apply myself, like if I want to, and this is going to sound like I'm bragging, but it's the truth. If I want to, I can get top 10, top 5 on any bus time uh within within 20 minutes or so. Uh I, I like the bus. I'm good at it. But but the problem is, whenever I make a world record, people pay attention to my to my gamer tag. They watch what I'm doing, uh, and like you know, there's been times when I've made a really nice world record, and like even one of the devs came into the office and was like, you know, wow, man, check out this score. What the hell? You just beat everyone in the rally car. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, and then I, I refreshed and it's gone because like people will just be like, you know, just. They just rush there trying to <laughs> trying to beat me, like because it's like the 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 prestige of of putting Reese in his place is is too strong. So I, <laughs> I'll never hold on to a record for very long. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to try. That's exactly what happens in our server. Someone gets about a record, yeah, five minutes, it's gotten, it's gotten beat. I mean, I yeah, I I, I, I played the um, the bus on the new tracks. Uh, just to get the bus on the board because no one had, had played the bus yet uh, and I've got like fuel fire in the server he's really good with the bus as well and he's like he like, took notes of my times and he's like you know 22 33 35 easy like that's the benchmark to beat and I was like oh, you can't just start with beating my times you have to even he hasn't even played the level and he already knows what time he wants to pass yeah, he's he's a great player massive shout out to fuel fire he's a very good yeah he's, player. he's really good uh, like I said especially with the bus just uh, you're talking about the new maps there for a sec. Do you want to just uh, run through the maps um, that are coming out in the next few days? So, what's what, is there any specialty with the maps in regards to? Because um, we saw in the Vershack, um video, something flings you into the air. It's like a cannon or it's something. It's a it's a confetti cannon. Yeah, right. The, the so. new theme it's the the overspill fun rig. It's it's been slightly edited. It it, it, it was previously the overspill oil rig. But it's been repurposed into a, uh, a theme park in sort of hill climb racing fashion, and yeah, it's got like all these sort of busted and defunct and rundown sort of theme park uh, adaptations, I guess, into a racetrack. I, I really like it. I think it's one of our coolest and most most creative uh, themes yet. And there's a lot about this theme that you guys haven't seen yet uh, because you haven't seen the adventure mode. Uh, I'll I'll give you a little hint. The adventure mode's coming uh, next year. Probably either January or February. I don't know yet. These uh, adventure modes take a long time to make. It has three distinct biomes, depending on how deep or high within the uh, 
within the theme park you are. That's a, a hint for you. But uh, but yeah. Uh, wow. It, Lots yeah, of and it has it has all kinds of crazy stuff. It has like swinging uh, swinging ships and all kinds of like hazards and things related to whichever level of the uh, uh, theme park you're in. And the levels you can see are on the the ground level, so you can see like um, you know Ferris wheels and, and 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 other kinds of like normal. You could you could use those to your advantage depending on what vehicle you're you know playing yeah. with. You, the vehicle can like. You know, go underneath it on top and use it to ride it or exactly like that, the or... the confetti cannons are a really easy one uh because they will if you hit them at the right well when you drive over them they'll explode uh and send you flying upwards but uh like if you're in like a heavy vehicle uh it can really mess you up like if you hit one of them in the bus it can like snap the bus in half uh from below so so right. using those uh will be <clears throat> excuse me will be key to uh getting world records i think we have placed them strategically. So that's very similar. What you're talking about, the different levels, that's very similar to the factory. Um, depending on which track you, you take, whether you go up and up or down and down or stay in the middle of the factory, there's lots of different paths you can take. Yeah, it's similar, but uh, when I said... Uh, it's, it's, it's similar in design, but uh, it has what, what I call distinct biomes, and a biome is like a, uh, like a, a world theme, I suppose. Okay. So this sounds uh, more and more interesting. You, like you know how you know how in the the rust bucket reef when you get deeper, yep. it gets darker and changes the background and everything like yes, that. Yes. Yes. And the similar whale. but more extreme. More extreme. Okay. Hmm. It's gonna be cool. Trust yeah, me. Because that okay. that big whale that swims past me in the in the rust bucket reef scares the shit out of me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the giant like. Uh, Eldritch the, monstrosity the in the background. Eye, the eye. I always follow the eye and then I crash because I'm looking at the eye and not where the car's going. <laughs> I've got a, got a question here from Daspo. Hi, Daspo. It's a two-part question. <laughs> it says, hello, Reese. Two-part question. Part one, what is it like to work with community servers such as Tractor Wars or the Hill Climber Squad to create public events based off the community suggestions? And two, how do they compare to other public events that are not community built? And can you shed any light on what the data says about these types of public events? Reese, before you answer that one, I actually think what he's asking is, what was it like to work with me, Daspo? Yeah, that's that's what I was actually yeah. going to come in and say. Yeah. Like, it's it's always a pleasure to work with you, Maury. <laughs> Maury? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just screwing with you, Daspo. Uh, Daspo's great, he's a good lad. But uh, yeah, so the first part, it's fantastic, obviously. It's really fun. Uh, I love getting the community involved in this kind of stuff. I wish I could do it more often, but it's just not possible. Uh, uh, but but these guys who run these sort of dedicated events, they know these vehicles better than anyone. E even better than us, I would say. So we want... What I do, basically, is I have gone to these servers and I'm like, you know, Design your ideal event. Like, tell me what you want. You know, which tracks are amazing? What fixed tune levels should they have? What tuning part options should they have? Stuff like that. Uh, and they always come back with like a whole jumble of options. And then we sort of go through them and test them. And then we're like, yes, 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 no, yes, no, 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 yes. And and that's where they how they come apart. So that's it's great. And that's basically how they work as well. So I kind of answered a bit of part two as well. Uh, it's it's a little bit easier in some respects 
but also a little bit more challenging. Uh, it's easier in that basically you guys will design the, 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 the parameters for us and we just have to apply them. But it's also harder because I have to talk to you guys and figure out which works and what doesn't and what we can do. And I hope to do more of those in the future as well. Bus Wars. Bus I would wars. love Bus Wars. So what, what I'm hearing is someone needs to be running a, um, a Bus Wars community and um, they've got a good chance of getting a community event out of it. Hey, Maury, I reckon you have nothing to do with your life at the moment. You could fit that in. <laughs> Easy. I'd even help mod. Um, I've got one from Creepers. Big shout out to Creepers. He's um, he's probably one of the nicest guys on the server. A bit timid, but one of the nicest guys on the server. Um, he's done a lot of work with people doing adventure, and um, he's very fast in team events as well. But here's a question. How much time do you spend playing the game in a day or week? Time actively spent on Discord? Oh, he says a, a less serious question. Uh, do you still go for Australia in any sports? Um, who do you go for when Australia play Finland? Hi, Creepers. Uh, part one, it's hard to answer because it varies. Uh, play at least a little bit every day, more or less. Some days I don't. It's 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 hard to say, you know. It, it depends on my time, but <sighs> definitely less than an hour every day uh, that I do play, unless there's like some new feature that requires like extensive testing. I don't play a lot on my public uh, account anymore. I mostly play... Uh, like internal builds to help test the game because that's more valuable for the company and also it's more fun for me because I get to play with the new stuff. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, so that that's the answer basically. Uh, I, I don't know my total hours played or anything like that, but it's a lot. I have been playing the game for many, many years. Um, I, I don't follow Australia in any sport because I don't follow any sports. I, I am a gigantic nerd. So uh, anything outdoors frightens and confuses me. Uh, <laughs> and also Finland and Australia don't play each other in any sport because Australia plays like cricket and, and rugby and, and, and Finland plays ice hockey and rally. Yeah, we've got a couple of good rally car drivers here, but I think I think football would be... Um, we would play Finland at football. Oh, Finland's terrible at football. Terrible. There's no grass, it's all ice. My, my girlfriend is from Portugal, so I am actually contractually obligated to say that football is the best and the best team is Portugal. Uh, You're not sleeping on the couch tonight. Well done. Nope, I got that sorted. <laughs> got that one in there. <laughs> Nearly missed it. But yeah, no, I'm not, a, I'm not a big sports guy, unfortunately. Which is weird for someone who really loves racing games and always has, but uh, yeah. This is one from um, the Bell. So he's a, a good young player in our server. Will you come back to Australia for a holiday or something? Well, hi, Debal. Uh, you came first in one of the FSGPs. Oh, yes. Very nice. Well done. M maybe? I have, I'm not really opposed to it, but it's a very long way. and It's very expensive. And I fly a lot uh, for this job, and I hate flying. I really do. Uh, so it's like, mm -hmm, I mean, Europe is so close. <laughs> But but well, I don't think I'm never going to set foot in the the motherland ever again. If that's what you're asking, I'm sure I'll come back one day. Maybe we can have a, a hill climb racing Australia meetup one day. Oh, definitely. We actually have an, a Victorian meetup for the hill climb oh. racing uh, players. Yeah, our, 
we our little up states um uh, get together race um every now and then i think new south wales have had one um well sydney and specifically have had one great and meet uh, i think victoria have oh, had we've one. had three uh, i'm not sure about the other states well you've had three i love hearing about these make sure you guys send me the pictures whenever you take them when you have these i i, I love that sort of stuff Tag us on Twitter or something if you, yeah, if no, you have some sort of meetup. We will. It's, it's always good to see. I uh, remember, I think it was, I think they were from Bulgaria, I think. I hope they're from Bulgaria, otherwise they're going to be really mad at me. But they had a, a meetup uh, and they shared a bunch of pictures and they all had like uh, custom shirts made for their team. And I was just like, that's that's epic. That's yeah, the, awesome. the problem with Australia is it's well, huge. A lot of people don't really well, understand just how huge it is uh but well, the, the big, biggest island if in the, world. the people from perth want to come to a meetup in in sydney it's a bit of an ask well yeah well it's it's funny you say that um th there is talks uh, a couple few months ago there is talks that we will have a huge big ozz meetup one day in a selected city and i hope that that turnout uh gets a great turnout but that's in the works that'll probably be next year or the year after i'd say well, make sure you guys let me know when you do we'll invite you absolutely well um that's what i was uh that's what i was implying yes <laughs> a company trip um oh, exactly yes <laughs> yeah first class all the way <laughs> um i feel seen we, we we need to um we need to start a second um gofundme page now yeah i'm gonna need multiple I've, I've got a question from RF, um, RF in our server, he's, he's a Kiwi, uh, one of our many uh, great uh, New Zealand racers. Uh, do Fingersoft employees have the opportunity to work from home uh, like many others in Finland do? Who decides the tracks, modes, vehicles, use in team events and how? And are they decided by drawing out of a hat or some other um, particular formula? Hi RF, uh, yes, I'm actually currently at home right now uh while we record this uh basically uh we you, it's like obviously you know during the whole covid lockdowns and everything when that was happening everybody was working at home uh but because we all work with technology uh it's relatively simple for us to either work at the office or at home where we're all flexible and it's like because I mentioned that there's like a huge amount of trust uh, and also responsibility within the company, it's up to us to decide whether we're needed at the office or not. Like, so we, we're sort of expected to be where we are needed to be, uh, if that makes sense. And uh, the person who designs the team events is uh, a worker by the name of Andy. And he designs all of them himself. No, he does not have a hat. He might have a dartboard, though. Uh, but... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, basically, he he has his own uh, methodology, but he designs events that he thinks are fun or challenging. Uh, he's a bit of a troll, so if you if you guys uh, have like one particular pain point, he might be like, "Sounds like a good idea to base an event around." But uh, in general, that's that's where rage climb events came from, by the way. But uh, in general, what he does is just uh, at least from what I've seen. Obviously, I'm speaking on his behalf. He just sort of picks a theme. Like, he's like, I'm going to make uh, an event that's based around time trials or whatever. And often the theme is reflected in the name. It'll normally be a pop culture reference, but but it's there. And then he'll sort of think of a bunch of cars that might be fun, that might be fitting, that might be really challenging, depending on how he's feeling. 
uh, and then he'll sort of like he always sort of wants to make a way that it's, it's you have to think you know you have to sacrifice the, the whole the whole way teams was designed was that you have to pick a car and you're never going to have the ideal car for every situation so there's always sacrifice and there's always some sort of high level strategy involved in how you pick which car for what event etc and that turned out really well because people share all their ideas all the time uh, and yeah he just basically works in that direction and plays them 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 and plays them, and plays them uh, uh, until it's it, all the way up until the last second basically and then out they go I've got one more question I've got one more question this is from Jolly Zeno um, what goes into the design of a skin? How long does it usually take? And have you ever screwed one up? Hi, Zoli Zeno. Uh, a lot goes into the design of a skin, actually, more than you'd think. Uh, first, we have to figure out what vehicle it's for. Uh, and we have to figure out, like, if it's, like, how can I say this? Like, the, it's not just a case of, like, you know, opening up Paint Shop and, like, just, you know, clicking the eraser tool and wiping everything clean and drawing a new one. Because, you know, these, these vehicles have skeletons, you know, they have physics attached to them, you know, so we have to figure out, you know, if we're going to, they'll do like some sketches for ideas that they have normally around a theme or like, you know, for winter, it's like, okay, let's design a Christmas skin or Halloween. Okay, we have to design a spooky skin and sometimes they just design whatever they feel like, you know, maybe one of the artists watched uh, watch Blade Runner and they're like, I'm in a cyberpunk mood and they'll start drawing cyberpunk and another artist is like, I watched Disney last week, I'm going to draw Disney and they'll basically decide which ones they like amongst themselves and, and how it goes and then they, they they try and figure out a way that it'll work and for what vehicle and, and how how it'll work and, 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 and like even deeper discussions of when we can sell this, when we can add it to the game what uh, what ranking it is, you know, is it epic is it normal is it legendary if it's legendary how much can we charge for it are we having a vehicle skin being paired with a player or player skin or is it just a vehicle skin on its own you know all these kinds of things how old is the vehicle how popular is the vehicle you know there's a reason we don't make many skins for the motocross because you know more of you need to race the motocross stuff like that you know this is a, a, a ton of uh, work that goes into it and then there's the actual drawing of it uh, normally there'll be a whole ton of revisions, um, a whole ton of like testing and, and, and programming and, and everything like that. And the, it gets to us and then we do the marketing. Uh, we make the marketing for it. We try and actually, you know, make it appealing to you guys and sell it. And then out it goes. It's a, it's a, it's a process and it can take a long time. Um, it's never, ever quick. I would say the, the minimum turnaround, like the absolute fastest it could be would be a month. Uh, but that would be like rough and no we've never messed up a skin well i guess there's, there might have been like a, a, a visual error here and there or i think maybe once or twice uh like a, a tuning part was like placed in a, a, a spot that like obscured part of the skin and we had to move the tuning part a little bit but we've never actually screwed up a skin no well just speaking on skins um because skins are quite rare and, and, and everything like that in regards to you know some of the various skins that people are, are trying to get from from legendary chests and and so forth would you ever consider one day buying skins from the shop or in regards to um not not just the shop but buying skins from gems coins or or right out purchase flat out purchasing a skin just by um going through the app store oh you mean like like having an actual skin shop 
Well, yeah, like a skin skin shop or just something like you could just buy out of using your coins or or your gems or just straight out purchasing a yes. skin instead of kind of like earning it through a legendary. I mean, the, the answer is yes. Uh, obviously, that would make us way more money. Uh, and also, if I had my way, like if I could wave my magic wand and, and become a god of programming, it, that would be one of the things that we have, actually, because it, I, I want that. I have to deal with a lot of complaints from you guys or requests as well <laughs> about I miss this skin, I want this skin, that sort of thing. Uh, it's uh, a technology issue. It's very complicated and basically it's almost impossible uh, without a huge redesign and reprogramming of several sort of fundamental things because this game is old and it is built on an old skeleton and there is just some things that you cannot change when it comes to the programming of an old system that's also built on another engine. It's built on the Coco's 2D engine, which is not even made by us. So it's like, there's only so much we can do uh, without reprogramming the entire game. Yeah, so, okay. So wow. basically, it's something we want to happen, and it's something that we've been trying to get working for years, but it's not easy and uh, it's not looking like it's going to happen anytime soon. But don't give up hope. We have been working on ideas for a very long time. It would be nice to have it. Fair enough. I suppose. anyone? <laughs> That's the easy way out. But we we have learned we have learned so much from Hill Climb Racing one to two, and we have learned so so much from Hill Climb Racing two that hopefully our future games. Uh, completely avoid many of the mistakes we have made in the past hopefully i'm sure we'll make new ones we've gone through quite a bit tonight and um, i reckon it's probably about time to to wrap things up um guys um mate just just before we, we wrap things up um thanks so much for uh, coming on our, our podcast um first and foremost reese it's it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you tonight to get to know you to ask you questions um, I think I'd speak on behalf of all of our uh, hosts here tonight that it's just been absolutely magnificent. Couldn't have thanked you enough coming over and, 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 and talking with us tonight. Oh, you guys give me too much credit. The uh, the pleasure is all mine. It's been an honor to be here. Thanks for letting me take part in your little community. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's been fun. I had a great time. Yeah, we're we're going to need to apologize to everyone listening to going, for going so long. Yeah, we've been talking for a very long time. I'm really glad that you're uh, wrapping things up because my voice is on the edge of death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, we, we're definitely going to wrap things <laughs> up. Um, thanks, um, thanks, Pete. Thanks, uh, Eva and, and Murray, for, for, and also Alpha, who had to um, leave earlier in the night. Um, he's, he had to go to sleep because he's got an early start in the morning. But thanks, gents. Um, it's been a pleasure. And Guys, it's, it's like I said, it's been a pleasure. Um yeah, wow, what an episode. Thanks for thanks for having me on as well. Always welcome. Yeah, sure. Uh, I basically hogged this podcast because I was like, nah, I'm I'm calling my Australian privilege. I've got to help out my uh, my fellow Australians uh, back in the homeland and, and jump in on in here. But he'll definitely be up for round two. SJ sure. is actually from Finland yeah, as cool. well, so you can ask him some very Finnish questions if you want to. And we'll hear, we'll hear a very Finnish accent. Actually, SJ's English is pretty good. I'll, I'll be asking him about the Dudesons, that's for sure. <laughs> you know they did promo work for us? Oh, did they really? Yeah, they made an advertisement for Hill Climb Racing 1 uh, for us. Oh, or was it Hill Climb Racing wow. 2? 
No, I can't uh, even remember. It's on our YouTube channel, I think. Like they they did a they did a stunt with like uh, they did they did a neck flip in real life. I've seen that. That was hilarious. Yeah. In yeah, a yeah. Suzuki Jimny, that was hilarious. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's the one. Uh, classic dudes and stay there. Hilarious. Punch. Yeah, I didn't get to work with them. That was before I joined the company. But apparently, they're cool dudes. Yeah, that was that was absolutely hilarious. I was at one stage. I think I had to turn it off. Uh, I had to pause it because I couldn't open my eyes for long enough through the laughing to actually continue watching. <laughs> it was that funny. I'm just like, they're not, they're not uh, going to do that, are they? Oh, they just did that. Oh, that's bad. No, they just did it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're a classic. They're, they're great. Um, now, nah, look, guys, terrific episode. Um, sorry for everybody that we've gone for for a way, way over time, but, I mean, it is a special episode. I mean, you know, not every day you get Reese, the boss man himself, come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, keep saying and, that. And it's just... <laughs> It's yeah, been an ultimate pleasure to have you on, mate. And um, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. And don't forget who's coming on next week or next uh, yes, two weeks. Mori, do you want to go for it? Uh, well, yeah, it's actually someone who's been part of the community right from the start. Um, they've had a huge like input into a lot of um, a lot of stuff, and they've they've helped a lot of people within the um, server. And that's um, the Muzz Man or Muzz, as he's uh, always called. Beautiful. We look forward to having Muzz on the show. Lots to talk about with him, I'm sure. And um, just a couple of uh, little hints for the guest after that, which I know who it is. He's he's a bit controversial. He likes to voice his opinion. And he's probably the most passionate person that I know. His name starts with D. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> Not to give um, it you're away. Really bad. All right. Not, not to give it away or anything, but yeah, no, you have to give it away because he's, he's he's a legend, and we can't wait to see him in about a month's time. Um, thanks, guys. Great to great to touch you, Reese, and um, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you in the future.